episode number four of the Healthier Life podcast. This is part two in my three-part series on holistic health. So if you haven't already listened to episode number three, you might just want to go ahead and do that first. In today's episode, I'll be sharing six more areas of holistic health with you. This time, we're talking about how to develop more joy in our lives. Remember my three-part framework, life, joy, and peace? Well, this is the joy part. Another way to look at this is the spirit part of mind, body, and spirit. As Christians, we're called to be joyful always, but that isn't often something that's easy to do, is it? So I'm really looking forward to sharing some tips and strategies to help you bring more joy into your life. If you haven't done so already, take a second to click subscribe to the show so that you don't miss out on future episodes. And before we start, just a quick disclaimer. The information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. Okay, with that said, let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life podcast, where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, then we can find the energy, balance, and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, if you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton. Let's get started. I'm so excited to be recording this episode on my brand new Blue Yeti microphone. I wasn't totally happy with the sound quality of the first three episodes, so I splashed out on this new microphone because I wanted to make sure that you had the best listening experience possible. This is all a bit of a steep learning curve for me, so please bear with me. I do hope you've been having a great week. I had a lovely day last Wednesday. I dropped my daughter off at school and decided to head out on the paddleboard. The weather hadn't looked that great first thing, but by the time I got down to the river, the sun was shining and it was beautiful. And when you live in the UK, you quickly learn to make the most of the sunny days and you really appreciate them when they're here. There weren't that many of us out on the river that morning, a few rowers and canoeists, but we were all smiling at each other and saying, beautiful day to be out on the river, isn't it? As we paddle past each other. I passed willow trees, small boats, the beautiful waterfront of our old town of Christchurch. Do you know that we have a building there that used to be an old corn mill that's recorded in the Doomsday Book of William the Conqueror back in 1086? Anyway, it was just beautiful scenery. I paddled past the nature reserve with loads of beautiful swans and wild horses. Oh, it was just amazing. That morning brought me so much joy. Which brings me onto our topic of today. I wonder, where do you find joy in your life? What brings you joy? Do you even think about it? Do you prioritise it? Do you seek it out? The six areas where we can bring more joy into our lives that I'm going to be talking about today are number one, spirituality or our relationship with God. Number two, purpose. Number three, service. Number four, creativity. Number five, 
gratitude, and number six, joy. Obviously, I'll be diving more in depth into each one of these in future episodes, but I just wanted to give you an overview today. And if you'd like to, just like in the last episode, you can give yourself a score for each one as we go through them today. 10 being the highest, where you think you're doing amazingly well in this area and wouldn't change a thing. And one being the lowest, where absolutely nothing is happening and you really need to do some work there. Okay, let's start with number one, spirituality or our relationship with God. As Christians, our relationship with God is central to our lives, isn't it? Or let's be honest here, sometimes it's just easy to coast along doing the same old, same old and not really giving God a second thought. Life gets in the way, doesn't it? There's always so much to do, especially if you have young kids around the house. Do you find, like me, that time with God tends to get shunted out of the schedule if we're not careful? Because it's not urgent, we forget that it's important and we just don't get around to doing it. Sometimes it seems as if our non-Christian friends are actually doing better than we are. Do you have people in your life who work on their spiritual practice, however they might define that? Spirituality is a big thing today, and it seems that everyone is trying to connect to a higher power in some way through practices like meditation and mantras. And that should give us some pause for thought. Do we spend as much time in prayer and Bible study? Shouldn't we, who claim to have an intimate relationship with the Creator God, shouldn't we be leading the way in this? What has this got to do with health, you might be wondering? Well, having a deep spiritual practice seems to bring better health and well-being to those who have it. When I was training to be a health coach, we were taught that spirituality, along with career, relationships and physical activity, was even more important for health than what was on our plate. And that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? As Christians, if we truly knew that we were infinitely loved, that we were created for a purpose, that we're not accidents that we have a sure hope and a future, that our God is all-loving, all-powerful and has everything under his control. If we truly knew that day by day, hour by hour, wouldn't that affect our whole lives? We would experience more peace, more joy, more sense of fulfilment in life. It would drive us to look after ourselves better, to manage our time better, to manage our stress better, because we would want to live life to the full just as Jesus promised. We wouldn't settle for second best and we wouldn't let ourselves get run down by the world around us. Jesus said in John 10, 10, that he came to give us life and life to the full, not just for the next life, but for this one that we're living right now. I don't know about you, but I want to have that. And it seems to me that making my relationship with God a priority in my life is the key. So I'd love to challenge you today to carve out just an extra five minutes to spend with God. That could be five minutes of prayer or reading some verses in your Bible or listening to some worship music. And that brings us nicely to the second area I wanted to talk about today, which is purpose. I love this verse in the Bible that says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And that's Ephesians 2 verse 10. You were created for a purpose. God had good works prepared in advance that he wanted you to do, and only you. Isn't that amazing? I wonder, do you know what your purpose is? Have you asked God about it recently? Perhaps you're already working out your purpose in life, whatever it may be. And it doesn't have to be anything super spiritual, like leading a church or being a missionary. It could be 
looking after your kids at home. It could be shining your light in your secular job. It could be using your artistic skills in a small business that you run. It could be volunteering for a local charity. It could be providing hospitality to international students. There are so many ways that we can be living out our purpose in this world. You'll hear me on this podcast talk a lot about the blue zones, those areas in the world where people live the longest, healthiest lives. The researchers identified five places which had the most centenarians, that's people living into their hundreds and still living healthy, fulfilled lives. They looked at all the factors that could be making that possible. Yes, food and nutrition and regular physical activity played a big part. So did community. But also, so did purpose. The Okinawans of Japan call purpose their ikigai. One man, I think he was well into his 90s, was still teaching karate because teaching karate was his ikigai. It's what helped him get up in the mornings. It was his purpose. The researchers suggested that to have a clear purpose in life, knowing why you wake up each morning, not only helps you to live a healthier life, it can actually add an extra seven years to your life. Seven years more than most people, simply because you have a purpose in life. So what is your purpose? What is your calling? What do you want to do each day? I encourage you to give these questions some thought. And if you know your purpose, then how can you be pressing into that more firmly today? The third area is service. Service is often connected with your purpose, but it can go beyond that too. Yes, hopefully your purpose, whatever you've been called to do in the world, is serving people in some way, but there are also loads of ways in which we can serve. Serving others brings us joy. Jesus says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And we were created to be in a community, to help others, like hopefully they help us. Studies have shown that service in the form of other-centred volunteering can have a profound effect on both your mental and physical health. Volunteers tend to experience greater life satisfaction, lower anxiety and perceived improvements in their physical health too. I'm sure you've come across loads of opportunities for you to serve, whether it's in your local community or at your church or at your children's schools or for a local business or charity that you admire. The key thing here, just like for doing exercise, is to find something that you enjoy. There's no benefit from serving long-term in something that you resent. You're not bringing joy to yourself or probably the people that you're serving. So be careful not to say yes to the first opportunity that comes your way. Remember, whenever you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else because we all have a finite amount of time. So I encourage you to look at your gifts and talents. What do you enjoy doing? What comes easily and naturally to you? Where could you see yourself serving and in what capacity? It's also important not to feel pressurized into taking extra things on if you're in a season of life right now where that's just not possible. If you're already constantly rushing around from one thing to another, then something needs to go. It's not time to add more things onto your plate. And it may be that service at this time looks more like maybe giving your money rather than your time. And that's absolutely fine too. You know yourself best. But if service is something that scores quite low for you, perhaps take some time this week to brainstorm what you might like to do in this area 
and look around you for what's needed. Perhaps you're about to be the answer to someone else's prayers. So far, we've looked at spirituality, purpose and service. The next one's a little different, although it can be linked to all of the first three. It is creativity. I truly believe that we're all creative in some way. We're made in the image of a creator. Creating the world brought God so much joy. Just read the beginning of Genesis. And creating something, whether that's some form of art or writing or baking or music or dance, whatever it is, will bring us much joy too. Finding something creative that you enjoy doing is an essential part of your self-care and well-being. It can help you to reduce stress, anxiety and depression. It can boost your mood and help you sleep better. It can improve your self-esteem and give you a sense of fulfilment. I wonder what you enjoy doing. For me, it's writing, taking photos, helping other people create their websites and very, very occasionally making something in the kitchen. I love food, but I am not the world's best cook by any stretch of the imagination. For you, it might be painting, sewing, cross-stitch, or writing new songs to play on your guitar. There are so many different ways to be creative. The more that people explore their creative side, the more beauty there will be to enjoy in the world. So I encourage you, if you're not doing so already, to sign up for that class or to buy that how-to book and get creative. You know, it's funny, this is often one of the areas that my clients have overlooked in their lives. And always, with a smile on their face, they report back to me how much fun it was to pick up that hobby that they used to enjoy when they were younger, or to go to that class that they'd always wanted to go to. They just needed a little nudge. So here's my little nudge to you too. Number five is gratitude. Now, this is a big one, and I will definitely do a whole episode on this sometime. Just like the Bible tells us to rejoice always, it also tells us to give thanks in all circumstances. In all circumstances, not just the times when things are going pretty well. Grateful people are happy people, not the other way around as we often think. By actively looking for things to be thankful for, we'll see our outlook on life gradually shift. And there is so much to be thankful for. Remember my day out on the paddleboard last week? I passed by a nature reserve with swans and wild horses, remember? Well, a few weeks before, I'd been taking a walk around that nature reserve with my youngest daughter, who's seven. For some reason, she was in a bit of a grumpy mood, I can't remember why. And I was a bit tempted to get cross with her and tell her something like, come on, we're having a lovely walk in a beautiful place, get your act together. And I'm sure that would have just made things worse. Thankfully, I tried a different approach. I challenged her to find 10 things about the place where we were walking to be thankful for. We started taking it in turns and do you know by the end of the walk she was so much happier and we had spent a lovely time together. And by the end of the walk we had counted up not just to 10 things but 70 different things that we could see around us that we could be thankful for. I don't know about you but I love keeping lists. I wonder, have you ever read the book 1000 Gifts by Anne Voskamp? I'll put the link in the show notes. I read it just after I'd come out of hospital following a very difficult miscarriage. I'll talk about that another time, but just to say that I was feeling very battered, physically, emotionally and spiritually. Reading the book 1000 Gifts really helped to turn that around. 
In case you haven't read it, Anne gets challenged by a friend to start keeping a list of 1,000 things that she's thankful for. And to cut a long story short, it changes her life. And ever since reading that book, I've kept a gratitude journal too. I'm now up to around 1,600 things to be thankful for and it's growing every week. I wonder, do you keep a gratitude journal? Or are you in the habit of jotting down or speaking out loud things that you're thankful for? It could be something that you could start to do if not. Again, bringing this back to holistic health, being a grateful, thankful person will help you buffer the emotional storms of life. It will help to bring you out of living in your sympathetic nervous system state, otherwise known as your fight or flight mode, and switch you over into living from your parasympathetic nervous system state, in other words, your rest and digest mode. In other words, cultivating a habit of gratitude will help to reduce stress and anxiety, and both of those can end up having negative effects on your physical as well as your mental health. Finally, number six is joy. It's kind of what we've been talking about this whole time, but joy itself deserves its own little section too. As I mentioned before, the Bible talks a lot about joy. We're to be joyful people. One of my mentors, Brendan Bouchard, who wrote the book High Performance Habits, talks about how he always reminds himself to bring the joy when he enters a room. Bring the joy. Wouldn't that be great if we were known as those kinds of people? Oh, here's Abby. She's going to bring the joy. Oh, good. Sarah's here. She's going to bring the joy. Wouldn't that be great? But how can we cultivate more joy in our lives? Well, if you're a Christian mother with one or more children under the age of 12 or so, then I have good news for you because I have a whole course called exactly that, Cultivating Joyfulness. It's an online course that you can go through at your own pace and you can check it out on my website at katherineshelton.net forward slash work with me. And you'll also find the direct link to the course in the episode show notes below. Much of the material for that course I wrote while I was going through the trenches with my four littles, so I know exactly how you're feeling. And it's not a long course and you can easily get through it in one weekend if you want to set aside time in that way. I highly recommend it. Aside from checking out the course, you can also take a moment to think. What do I do that really brings me joy? And if you can't think of anything you're currently doing, what could you be doing that would light you up and bring you joy? Happiness, laughter, joy, celebration, they're all essential for good health and well-being. Life is short, so make sure that you bring the joy whenever you can. You might feel that you can't bring much joy at the moment, and that's okay. We all go through difficult, dark seasons. But is there some little thing that could lift your spirits just a little bit more today? Maybe lighting a candle or playing some soft music, phoning a friend watching that comedy TV program, or going for a bike ride. You know, I've covered a lot of ground in this episode. I hope you managed to find one or two things that you can take with you and implement in your life going forward from today. And you can always come back and listen to it again. That is the beauty of podcasts. How did you get on with your scoring? I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at support at And don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And check out my Cultivating Joyfulness course. Remember, the link is in the show notes. That's all for now. I wish you a joyful, happy, healthy week. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.
Hey, quickly before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way more people can find this show and be inspired too. I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Catherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless. Until next time.